Happy summer, Pubcasters. This is your host, Tim Hunzi, the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. If you have the summertime blues, we have the prescription for you. This episode, we sit with Katie Fagan of Prescription Songs, and we dive into the deep end of pop music in Nashville. Katie, it's a pleasure to have you with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. So we'll just jump in. Like I know that you kind of began with an internship over at Warner Chapel in the publishing division. And then what I know is then you started off at Prescription LA and then you ended up here in Nashville and you've been stuck here or or decided <laughs> to stay. One of the two. I, I, I never know with people, but give us a story on what made you make that. That's a pretty big leap from LA yeah. to Nashville. What made you decide to do that? Yeah, I uh, made the jump in 2016, and it was my choice, and I am very happy to be here. So we'll start there. Yeah, I, I lived in L.A. for about seven years, started at Warner Chapel as an intern, and made my way over to Prescription. Uh, I started interviewing at the end of 2010, started at the beginning of 2011. I was the third hire at the company and I started as uh, Dr. Luke's assistant. I worked in his house. I got to see all the cool sessions he was doing every day. Did a lot of the, the fun personal stuff, which I actually really loved because I got to meet all the writers. I got to make sure they were caffeinated. I got to make sure they, they had their fruit plates and their lunches. And started doing A&R a couple years after that when the company started expanding and we started to sign more and more writers. And I decided I had been coming to Nashville for quite a while. Uh, we had a we actually had a uh, joint venture with Big Machine back in the day. I had the honor of running point on the three writers that we had signed with Big Machine. So I came probably once a quarter. Um, really loved it. I'm from Indiana originally, so it was a nice way for me to go home for or go to Nashville for work, pop up to see my family. Really just realized as time passed and every time I would come here that that I just loved it and um, it felt more like home for me. Then came summer of 2016 and I met a lot of unsigned writers and producers who were not making country music and kind of had a weird light bulb moment basically of meeting about having about four meetings in a row that were exactly the same listening to the music loving it and just asking you know how are you not signed and the answer was pretty much the same all around it was you know i've met a lot of people they love my music but they just don't know what to do with me and i don't really know if i want to move to la i don't think i want to i love the community here i love writing here yeah the light bulb went off and i just thought okay something's going on and i want to be there for it so proposed the idea to the boss. He loved it. And here I am almost six and a half years later. Yeah. I remember when you guys started coming to town, I remember the press about you guys doing the joint venture with the big machine as well. But one of the interesting things to me in my years of doing it, and when a writer would come to me and they want to be a genre specific writer, and I would always say, you got to be present to win. I see, obviously, there's a lot more access as we learned through COVID with Zoom to to reach out. But still, it seems really important that you would be in the city that has the more abundance of what you're doing. Again, we know Nashville's growing, but how have you seen having done this now for a while? Like how how do they make that work? What's your strategy for someone being here that may not be boots on the ground to, in reverse in LA, really immersing themselves in the scene? And have you seen that really start to work? And how have you uh, strategized that? Love this question because it's all I've been doing since I got here. And I think it 
the strategy started before I even moved. Rhea, who's my partner in LA, runs the West Coast office. You know, before I left, we we made a pretty big pact that we were going to remain one team, one squad. There's no prescription LA. There's no prescription Nashville. It's just prescription. We just have two offices in two different cities. And I think that the most important strategy I have found, obviously because it's worked for us, is that I came from LA and I had my boots on the ground in LA for seven years. I was in the thick of pop music for that long. I built those relationships for that long, which is everything. And I think having, being that I came from LA, moved to Nashville, you know, those two factors were huge in making sure that our team worked as a, an entire unit and making sure that I maintained my relationships in LA. I think when I first got here, one thing that I quickly learned was, you know, just be as being somebody who used to be in LA and would get songs from Nashville or people would reach out to me from Nashville, the automatic, I guess, assumption when someone reaches out from Nashville is, okay, this is going to be a country writer or this is going to be a country song. I think that the benefit that we had when I moved here was that everyone knew me as Katie from LA, but she just moved to Nashville. So there wasn't really any preconceived notion of just because she just moved to Nashville doesn't mean that it's going to be a country song that I'm receiving on the on this end if I'm pitching to somebody. And I think that's really important because unfortunately, our business is a little bit silly in that sense. Um, and we have to work with lots of different personalities. We have to work with people who, you know, make assumptions right off the bat. They love to judge before they listen. And so I think the relationship piece is really important. And I think working with a team that understands what we're doing why I moved, what our goals were, was also really crucial. And I'm super grateful to Rhea and to the rest of our A&R team. We work so interchangeably. Most of us have a roster that lives in both cities. Most of us also have some writers in Miami and even internationally. We have a couple in London, one from Australia. We have a couple of people kind of all over the place. And we really make sure since I've been here, we've had a lot of writers move to Nashville and a lot of writers moved to LA. And so basically anytime that happens, Rhea and I really make sure that there's at least one person in each city who can help A&R that writer so that no matter what their bases are covered, they have somebody there who can really help them. So those are the, to me, the crucial pieces. And having said all of that, we are in, I say this with, uh, with a lot of happiness, it is an uphill battle. Like being here, that in a city that is not the pop city is it can be challenging mostly because the opportunities just aren't the same and that's just what it is i think that when i first got here it was my mission to really really change that i don't know that that's really my mission anymore i think it's more about just making sure that opportunities become available to my writers and i can book them on a flight and get out to la or london or new york or miami when needed um and and that just might be what it is. The the cool part about what Nashville is is the songwriting community. And so as long as we can make sure that they can be available to go work at an, in another opportunity somewhere, to me, that's the most important thing. Having delved in both worlds, I just see writers being writers. It's like, you know, we, we have a lot of people fighting definitions like who's wagging the dog these days do you see like i mean we 
jokingly said that we're a little bit behind LA on some trends, yada, yada. And that probably will remain. There'll be different things, but in the writing core community, just pure, you know, the writing world, I don't know which one's driving anymore. It's such an interesting thing to see all these different writers just writing and what happens just kind of organically happens and it's melding itself into so many different lanes, right? Do you, do you kind of feel the same thing or, or do you see that evolution happening more and more? Yeah, I think that's such, again, another great question and something I love talking about because before I moved here, and even now, this still happens here and there, but, you know, there we would send writers to Nashville and there would always be this immediate confusion. Well, are we writing country or pop today? You're from LA, so let's write a pop song. But no, I came to Nashville. I want to write country. So we'd have this constant back and forth. I remember one of the first writing camps we actually did with Big Machine was really fun because we did have a couple focuses. We had a couple uh, local artists who were looking for stuff, but we also just told everyone, go have fun. Just go write. You're all amazing writers. You write amazing songs. Stop putting things in a box and just go write something awesome. And I think that has been genuinely the biggest push. People love to label things. People love to I'm happy to have the the pop label because I know that that's very much what we do. But I also try to remind people always that Nashville, beneath the genres here, it is, again, a songwriting town. This is a town where people learn to write amazing songs. And time and time again, the amount of non-country artists who I have met who have come here for trips just to try, just let's, let me, I'm just going to go to Nashville. I don't really feel like going to LA. I'm going to just go to Nashville for the week. I have yet in my six and a half years here had someone say that they hated it or didn't want to come back. They all feel so welcomed here and like the writers really take their job seriously. And I think that that is exactly what I think the change that we're seeing is just it's it's this this idea. And honestly, I, it's a tribute to the, his, the history of Nashville. It is a truly just a place. Let's just write a great song today. Let's get in the room. Let's talk about what you want to talk about and let's just write a great song. And whether it ends up getting fully produced and becomes a huge top 40 pop hit or if it becomes a massive country hit, amazing. Like either way, we're going to win. So, but I think it's, it's those songs that really can be stripped back and just played on a piano or just played on guitar. Those are the ones that are timeless. Those are the ones that cut through. And that's what Nashville does best. I think we're definitely seeing more of the, you know, people just not feeling like they have to put it in a box and we're just, hey, who are your great writers? And let's get them in the room together. I would love to talk about deals because I know your focus again is pop and we have the traditional natural model, although I do feel that that's kind of starting to change a little bit. Are you still structuring most of your still as kind of pop deals or, or how are you looking at that and how's that evolving with your company? We definitely are doing the more pop style deals. And I would say that the deals in pop, they're not ever changing, but I feel like they've probably changed a bit more than maybe a typical country deal. You know, over the years, MDRC deals were very popular. Nobody does those anymore. Typically a pop deal is a recoupment-based deal, not a term-based deal. So there's definitely a few things that differ the two. What I always just try to explain to people is if, if you're talking to us, you probably would like to be in the pop market, which means you got to play the pop game, right? And and I'm sure the same could be argued for a country writer, you know, if they wanted to sign with us too. But I think that 
my our argument here is that we might be here in Nashville, but we're if you're wanting to get into the pop market, you have a direct bridge to LA. So yeah, you're we're gonna do the deals that we do, um, and they're they are different for sure. We we like to get creative too, though. We've done a lot of JVs here in Nashville, Big Machine being one of them. We have one with Seagill, a couple with Pulse. We have there's there's all sorts of things that we can do to get creative. But yeah, we're typically trying to keep up with the times as best as possible. Yeah. Same. We have <laughs> just with Mr. Molinar discussing a, a deal with an artist and it's the influence is there now. Yes. So I, there's there's some things I appreciate out of some of the recruitment-based deals and uh, that are not the traditional Nashville structure of options. So um, it's cool. Yes. We'll see. I see the... Again, we'll just use the word evolution. It's an evolution. Yeah. So. I want to touch on something I was when I was reading your bio because it kind of jumped out at me. Because um, I know you're a small company, and it says you have helped build the company from 12 to 150 writers. And see, in my little publisher Nashville mind of being independent, 150 writers is a lot of writers. Like how how do you manage that, and how does that work effectively for you? Because that just seems like a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it, because it is. Yeah, when I started, like I said, it, I think we had about 12 writers, and they were all writers that Luke was working with directly. It was just a little family. It was everybody working out of his studio in Hollywood. And I think the answer, the the simple answer to that is that we grow as we grow. So a lot of included in that 150, I would say probably half of that are people who are very, very active. The others are sort of living their life, whether they've already had their hits and now they're just sort of doing their own thing or they really just focus on film and TV or they don't like doing sessions. So there's a lot of different kinds of writers that we have. And we have about 15 people on the A&R staff. Basically, the way that Rhea and I distribute it is just making sure that every writer has somebody and no A&R has more than, say, 12 writers that they're handling at a time. And there's typically a coordinator who's helping them with all the nitty gritty in terms of calendars and stuff like that. So we really just try to make sure that no stone is left unturned. At a larger company, 150 might be one person's roster. So while it seems big when you read that number out loud, we, you know, we really try to divvy it up so that everybody has basically half and half of super active writers and then maybe some who aren't as active, but still we always want to make sure everybody has a hand to hold. makes a lot more sense with the number of staff and how you because we're very similar here we keep our roster very tight to each creative within it which it sounds like you do and i've always said for me personally eight to twelve is my happy medium of what i can handle so that absolutely makes complete sense on how you can function with with that many i want to touch on i i also read and i didn't know you were one of the the founders of the other national society which i have kind of kept an eye on and, and i've attended a couple events like Talk about that a little bit. What what brought that upon starting that and how's that going? And maybe explain to our listeners what that is. The Other Nashville Society is an organization that I co-founded uh, a couple months after I moved here. And the other co-founders are Mark Abramowitz, who now works at Network, Josh Collum, who um, has a couple different things going on, but always has his hands specifically in film and TV Ali Venable, who used to manage Kelsey Ballerini and was just working at Mandolin. 
Um, and then we also just expanded into having a leadership group, which is basically just honestly to have more brains a, a part of us. So Jeanette Porcello, who's been at Atlantic, Justin Causey, who uh, again, does so many different things, but he manages an artist named Brian Brown and some others really very involved in the hip hop community here. We've basically, the reason that it started was when I got here, I started to, I got here, I looked around and I thought, okay, I know that all of these non-country writers who I met and heard about are here, but how do I find them? And um, so in talking to Allie, Allie and I were friends, you know, I had expressed to her, I wish there was some sort of database that I could go on literally like a a Google Excel sheet that I could just be like, okay, I need a top liner for today, or I need a producer for this day or whatever. And she introduced me to Josh, who she said, you know, listen, Josh has been sort of cooking up this idea too. Let's, let's, you guys should meet. So then we met and we all just basically decided, you know, we just wanted to, to make sure that we all could have our place here and basically just have a safe space for people to feel like they could live their life and be a part of the music community without necessarily working directly in the country space um, or maybe in conjunction with maybe they already worked in country but they really want to also expand and work in all things so um so yeah it was born that way we basically had a kickoff event back in 2017 and 500 people showed up and so we we just thought okay this is clearly something people want to do and want to be a part of and it really took off from there and um the our the the basis of our of the organization has been events and it's really just been tried to curate around certain um topics we do what's called tons talks which is basically panels um the very first one to this day is my favorite we basically did um a panel that I moderated and it was here are five producers who live in Nashville who you probably didn't know lived here. Jim Johnson being one of them who was on all of the early Lil Wayne stuff. Um, this guy DQ, who's an incredible vocal producer and has worked with a ton of big pop artists. Um, this guy, Tommy English, who did all of the born stuff and works a lot in the indie space. He now lives in LA, but he lived in Nashville at the time. And then, um, so it was a really cool event because so many people, showed up as well who also were meeting each other and saying hey i didn't know you lived here um and so it's really just been a way for people to connect we've heard that people are have gotten publishing deals out of our events they found managers out of our events they found agents out of their our events so that's kind of the purpose of it um this year we decided you know we we just hit our six-year anniversary which is crazy and we decided that you know, what could we be doing more of that's actually going to be something tangible that we can look back on. Um, we decided to do a next program where we selected five artists in town who we could foresee being the next artists out of Nashville. Um, and we basically did that by polling our members. We asked them to submit an artist they were excited about. We had about 88 submissions and we narrowed that down to five, um, basically based on do we like the music? Do they have a good team around them? Do we think there's promise here? Um, and that's what we've been focusing our efforts on now. And it's been really fun. It was basically, you know, we we asked each of them if they wanted to be a part of this program. I think they sort of came in, you know, deer in headlights. Cool. What does this mean for me? And we basically sat with each of them and said, what do you need? What do you want? We're 
you know, we ha- you have the founders and the leadership group. We work across all spans of the industry. We have connections everywhere. How can we help you? And what do you need help with? Do you need a publicist? Do you are you really interested in sync? Are you looking for a record deal? Um, and we're basically just combining forces. And the reason, you know, one of the questions we got was, well, what do you guys get out of this? And it's truly just to me, it's the Nashville way. It's like, uh, you know, with if we're helping them, we're helping the community. And if we can help be a part of one of these stories and help them make the next step in their career, that's hopefully going to bring them national or international recognition, then that's then we're doing our job, you know, as, as Music City. Um, so that's really all it is. So it's been really fun. So they're going to have us as their basically, you know, advisory board for the next year. Um, and then hopefully we'll continue doing it every year and it'll be a way for us to say, hey, we, we knew them once, we helped them once, and hopefully we'll be part of their story. The AIMP Nashville Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunzey, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production.